Thanks for downloading this episode of Cork Talk with me, Tim Atkin. A weekly conversation with some of the most famous people in the world of wine. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Nomacork by Vinventions. Driven by a commitment to innovation, the new plant-based Nomacork Green Line offers significant improvements in wine closure performance. Thanks to a rigorous oxygen ingress rate, you can decide which cork is best for your wine, whether it's for young and fresh wines or for those with ageing potential. Alessio Planeta is the 17th generation of his family to make wine in Sicily. I should expect he's a man with a passionate interest in the history of the Mediterranean's largest island. Listen to us talk about Sicily's different subregions, the remarkable quality of its best indigenous grapes, its 20 different civilizations, Horatio Nelson's love of Marsala, and what it's like making wine on the side of an active volcano. Hi, Alessio, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Um... I'm in Memphis now and very happy to be with you. Now. Oh, it's great to be with you. I wish I were in Memphis. I mean, what a lovely place to be in Sicily. It's nice and warm, probably. It's freezing in London. Mm, too, too warm, to be honest. We start to be nervous. Oh, really? It, yeah. is, 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 that's climate change, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not good. Definitely. Listen, I'm dying to hear, I mean, your family is just so amazing. 17 generations of planetas in Sicily. I mean, you're like the Antinoris of, of, of Sicily, aren't you? No, maybe no, we are a, a little bit younger than Antinori. Uh, uh, definitely younger uh, because my family. My name is Planeta. That is a little bit Spanish sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is connected to the 17th century, when the 16th, 17th century, where the Spanish uh, stop in Sicily and dominate Sicily. Uh, and so we arrived from that area and that time. And since that time, we are based between the southwest of Sicily, uh, that is Sambuca and Memphis, mm-hmm. and Palermo. And, and were the planetas who came from Spain, were they wine people? Did they plant vineyards? You know, we didn't know, to be honest. Uh, they seem to be more soldier than, than, uh, than uh, like many Spanish arriving at that time. And uh, and then we, but we are in landowners uh, uh, since many generations, in a very special way. I think because we, since the time of my grandfather, uh, we were uh, quite active and tried to do to do agriculture in Sicily. That uh, especially not with my generation, because now Sicily, you know, is a little bit more easier. But life in Sicily uh, 50, 78 years ago was very difficult. Yeah. Did you always want to work in in wine? Was there ever a chance you'd be something else, like I don't know, a doctor or? A- no, no, I, I was since since uh, since when I was a, a kid. I was a country, I could say, nerd. So I like very much to stay in the country to escape from the city. And to be honest, I, w- I grew up in Palermo. That was a very sweet city when I was young. Uh, but I was the kind of person like to take my my motorbike and go for the weekend in Sicily in the Memphis. Uh, doing a, a long, long summer time in Memphis, in the following the agriculture side. Then, when I was young, when I was a kid, was much more um, something like uh, uh, like uh, um, uh, cows, wheat, and also also wine, but was not uh, not too much wine, uh, to be honest. It was more cows and wheat, so you could have gone into wheat or yeah, into yeah, or into yeah, dairy yeah. farming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was the very, that was the very famous, very beautiful part of the of the life of style in Sicily at that time. Beautiful, and, and that's why you did a master's in agriculture, didn't you? Uh, first of all, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. 
and I, I, I study agriculture in, in Sicily, in Palermo, uh, doing some experience around the world. Uh, and then thanks to some good masters, uh, I became uh, a bit more focused on wine, viticulture and, and, and this kind of stuff. And you, and you went back to the family winery when in 1994. So who was there then? Was your was your uncle there? Was his father there? Yeah, my, my uncle, uh, my father also, of course. Uh, my father is the older brother, and then Diego, that is the second brother, uh, was uh, really a pioneer of Sicilian uh, wine. I want to say also of Italian wine, um, because Diego. Uh, was one the, the kind of person of the 40s that is the generation that you know I think this is the generation that made the Italy uh, as the Americans say great again you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, doing listen <laughs> I want to talk a bit more about Diego in a second but just tell us what you did at the start what what did they make you do did they make you work in the winery in the were you in the vineyards well at the beginning I, I live in the country I stopped finished my study and I move in the country following uh, everything what's going to happen just to, to give you an idea when I start there was no telephone in the country so sometimes you need uh, to go to the village two times three times a day to make a phone call uh, to you know to talk with the office with sales with whatever and so it was a lovely lovely old style life and we had vineyards of course uh, we were members of cooperative uh, we didn't make our own wine, but I immediately start to do my some uh, some personal experience doing harvest one in Burgundy, uh, and then a couple of the and some producers in Sicily, uh, and start to do the experimental part of Plata because Plata was born in '95, but there was a lot of uh, trial before, a lot of uh, you know um, experiment and, and and any kind of of experience uh, before starting Planeta. And you mentioned Diego, who was your, your uncle, who sadly died in 2020, but one of the great figures, really, of, of not just uh, Sicilian wine, but Italian wine. I mean, amazing achievements in terms of what he got growers to plant, you know, the, the great varieties he brought in. What, what influence did he have on you, do you think? But, uh, Diego, for me, uh, was a master in two directions. First direction was that Diego was a, a, really a great lover of Sicily, of the uh, history of Sicily, of uh, uh, what means do agriculture in Sicily, and uh, it really transferred me all this, um, if I can say, atmosphere, culture, um, um, really heritage of, of, of uh, what was um, traditional Sicily, something beautiful. Uh, in my family, there are many storytellers. Diego was a great storyteller. You can just then hours listening story about, um, I don't know, hunters, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, how, how to graft vineyards, uh, how to, uh, I don't know, very special Sicilian man. And this was the first part. The second part, Diego was a man living with a, really uh, speaking four language, uh, fluently uh, uh, traveling around the world, having, uh, um, you know, relationship with uh, people from, uh, I don't know, for the CEO of a great importer in uh, in England, like Mr. Ramon Ardone, just to say a name, uh, until the last uh, person, uh, wine lovers uh, in, in, in Australia, maybe. So uh, Diego was this kind of, of man that when we start, uh, the distance between Sicily and Sicilian wine and the market was like today from uh, the, the, the earth to, to Mars. It was really, really hard. 
really hard. <laughs> and he changed that. You know, he, as you said, he mentioned Raymond Nardoni, who was at Inotria, and he made he made connections with people yeah, overseas. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he was an amazing character, wasn't he? I mean, I, I only met him a couple of times, but he, he was always good fun, right? Yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. This was the Italians that were founders of the you know Renaissance of Italian wine in some way around yeah. the world. I mean, another one of your great mentors was, was Carlo Corino, wasn't it, from Piemonte, um, who'd worked in Australia, which is very unusual for an Italian in those days. How did he influence your your winemaking style? Uh, Carlo was a, um, a special person. Um, my my um, connection with Carlo was thanks to Diego, because um, uh, in the 80s, um, Diego was president of Sette Soli, what, uh, what still is a big cooperative in the area. And uh, Diego had at that time a, a winemaker from Piemonte since uh, 35 years. And one day this winemaker said, okay, I'm tired of Sicily. I want to go back to my truffle in Alba. Uh, and so uh, Diego uh, needed to find a new winemaker. And um, he heard the story about this man, Corino. Corino was special because it was the, the father was the chief of the uh, uh, wine school of Alba. So the chief of may, maybe most of the wine producers, uh, you know, they were uh, focused in, in uh, they, were, they were studying in, in, uh, in Piemonte with him. And the same school of, uh, his schoolmate were Angelo Gaia, Bruno Charetto, this kind of person. And Corinne was the, the, the first, uh, the best of school, school. And he had a very strange career because when he finished his study, he went first to Ethiopia, where Italians used to make wines. And second, they went, he, he was to Australia. He, he was in Maggi, that was, you know, on the other side of Australia, uh, near, near Sydney. And from <laughs> the 70s to 89, he was winemaker there. Uh, but after 25 years around the world, it was perfectly from Piemonte. So speaking uh, strict uh, dialect uh, from Piemonte, eating uh, bagna cauda and, 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 and a lot of garlic. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but he was uh, the perfect person for us because he had the culture of uh, Italian Piemonte winemakers, but the yeah. open mind of people that work in Australia in the 70s, where Australia yeah. was the lab of, of, of wine in, in the world, maybe. Yeah. Very interesting. I want to talk to you a little bit about the history of Sicily because I know you're very interested in it and Diego was too. So many races, nationalities have had an influence on the place and the list is amazing. Sicinians from where it takes its name, Phoenicians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Normans, mm -hmm. the Germans, the Spaniards. Have I left anybody out? The English? I don't know. Are we doing anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once I find a book uh, where Diego write that uh, Sicily is the wine of the 20 civilizations. So we have 20, 20 different that influence a little bit a lot of agriculture, I don't know, food, and also wine. Uh, just to give you a simple, simple example, in the southwest of Sicily, in Pantelleria, they use Zibibbo, that is a very typical Arabian name from Cape Zibib. Which uh, is Muscat, is it? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is Muscat, but it uh, came from, uh, from uh, uh, Tunisia, from Cape mm. Zibib. Mm. On the other side, we use Grecanico, that definitely came from, from Greece. Mm -hmm. and, and any any uh, civilization really give a lot of uh, 
influence to the wine, uh, arriving to, I don't know, you know, many people say that the, the Marsala was in some way invented by, by British that uh, mm. were producing uh, in, in Marsala uh, wine similar to what they used to buy in, from Spain. And so there, there, is, there is a mix of, of this, that is a richness of Sicily, of Sicilian wine, but also make our wine life, a wine producer, much more exciting. Because, it's interesting, uh, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's all, Sicily is almost like a, a continent. I mean, do you feel Italian or do you feel, feel Sicilian? I mean, you know, Palermo is closer to Tunis than it is to Naples, isn't it? I mean, I often think that Sicily has lots in common with North Africa and, and, and Andalusia in Spain, really, more than it does with Milan or, 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 or you know, or, or, or somewhere in the north, yeah? yeah just to I, I, I give you an answer. When we go from Messina to Reggio Calabria, we used to say we go to Italy. <laughs> so we are traveling. Where are you going? I'm going to Italy. So, uh, no, uh, to be Sicilian is a, be a state of mind. It's something that uh, people from the island, uh, they are, then, you know, we, we consider Italian, but in a certain way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Sicily's had some famous wines in the past, you know, things like Populatum in Roman times and Marsala, you've mentioned, which was drunk by, by Lord Nelson, Horatio Nelson. I mean, what happened? When, when did the quality decline set in? First of all, let me say that uh, uh, Lord Nelson was Duke of Bronte. Uh, because the, the, the Bourbons uh, give him the title to be Duke of Bronte. Bronte is a village in, uh, on the Etna, with the very famous, very famous pistache village. Yeah. Uh, the big, he had a beautiful property there, and, um, and the, the, not him, because he never, never see the property, but the, the new generation. They have also a beautiful vineyard uh, with a fantastic story uh, to be down the water in the Etna. Uh, and um, what's happened in Sicily was something that happens uh, in different time uh, in many different areas. So in Sicily, everything happens usually late. Uh, <laughs> uh, a few decades late, usually. Uh, um, luckily, we can say. And also Philoxa arrives late. So Sicily, mm. had a, a, a window of time uh, uh, from the 60, 80, 60 uh, to uh, 80, 80, 80, 19, something like this, where there was only in Sicily um, vineyards and not in the rest of Italy. So Sicilians uh-huh. were uh, exporting a lot of wine everywhere mm. and, and making uh, Sicily was full of vineyards. Today, Sicily is around 100,000 hectares of vineyards. In the end of 19th century, it was three times more. So Sicily was covered with vineyards, uh, selling wine, but not a concept of quality wine like today, yeah. but a concept of everyday wine, because, you know, the, the collapse of production in, uh, we can say, in, in, in uh, France, uh, rest mm. of Italy, whatever, they need wine for, for every day. Then what's happened in Sicily was simply that between the, the, the Philoxa rice will be later, Slowly, slowly, we they go back to production. Um, between the two wars, there was a collapse of production, like in many other places. Mm. Um, and then after uh, in the sixties, there was the um, was time where there was an European politics to um, to help people to produce because there were too much emigration from the from the country to the big city. Mm. And so they give uh, you money to produce agriculture like wine, uh, some other product. 
maybe not exactly for the market. And so Sicily starts to produce too much wine, uh, producing wine for, for producing bulk wines, maybe not for the market, maybe not for the best quality wine. And so Sicily in the 80s, when we start Planeta, was, uh, it was in bottling 2% of the production. 2%? 2%, yeah. Wow. Wow. T- tell us a bit more about the terroir of Sicily. As you've said, it's like you know, 100,000 hectares or something. Um, and I often think of it as divided into four areas, so east, central, west, and then the islands, which are Pantelleria and Favignana. Mm-hmm. Do you see it that way, or do you think that's too simplistic? Uh, well, um, I could never say something like this to you. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Once I read a book that said that Sicily is the perfect lab for ge- the geologist. Mm. Uh, because in, in Sicily, for the origin of Sicily, there are so many different terroirs. Uh, mm. You have um, the north of Sicily is done by mountains. They are the, you know, in Italy, you have Appennini in the center of Italy, then Tar. For the, for the pressure of, of, of Africa, and you have the north of Sicily are done by Appennini. Mm. Then you have a, a few volcanic area, but not like, you know, all the, all the world talk about volcanic soils. No, this is a bit different because these are active volcanoes areas, so where the volcano are weakly uh, active. This is Etna, right? <laughs> yes, this is Etna, but it's not, not, not only Etna. You have Etna, you have all the uh, Aeoli Island uh, that are all volcanoes. Then you have on the south, uh, west of Sicily, Pantelleria, that is also volcanic, mm. and a couple of vulca- vulca- uh, volcano under the water in front of, for example, mm. of, of Memphis, where, where we are. Um, the soils of Sicily, the rest of soils of Sicily, you have the clay soils on the west, sandy calcareous soils on the southeast. So it's a really a mix of different conditions uh, yeah. uh, that is connected also to a lot of different weather conditions because of uh, uh, one of the big um, uh, mistakes about Sicily is the weather. People think that Sicily is like a desert, uh, warm, yeah. and like a they North think it's North Africa, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then Sicily is is the is a garden uh, still today, even with the, with the weather a bit more. Com- 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 when uh, uh, Federico II uh, arrives to the uh, Holy Land, uh, he said, "You're uh, um, right that." Uh, why they call this place Holy Land. And they've never seen my Sicily full, <laughs> of, full of citrus, full of uh, uh, wheat, full of any kind of trees and flowers. Much, much nicer, right? And, 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 and altitude, you go from sea level to what? What are the highest vineyards on Etna? 1,100 meters? Uh, it, our vineyards arrive at 900 meters. Uh, yeah. Some producers arrive at 1,000. Some people yeah. will be more. So is, it was the highest viticulture in the world, not today because the new yeah. world is much higher, but mm. was a, one of the highest viticulture in the world. And the harvest started the first days of August mm. and finished the end of October. So three wow. months of harvest in a small island at the end because uh, it's not so big. It's a good picture of the diversity. That's a long time, isn't it? it? It's sometimes called the Isola del Vino, the island of wine. How many different grape varieties do you have and how many of those are indigenous to, uh, to, to, to Sicily? They're only grown there. This is a, a, another interesting story about Sicily, connected to the diversity of different civilizations. Each of them brings uh, some variety. Position of Sicily was in the center of the journey of viticulture because mm. Mediterranean is the mm. center. So we used to say that in Sicily we have 
20 native grapes that four of them grows in all the island that are Catarratto, Grillo, uh, uh, Nero d'Avola. Uh, uh, this tree grows in all the island. Uh, the rest grows locally. For example, Catarratto, Caricante grows only on the Etna or uh, Zibibol in Pantelleria. Then we have 50 ancient variety that is a beautiful uh, work of research that we are we Sicilian have done uh, 20 years ago going around the uh, old viticulturists asking them if they have some uh, different grapes taking the grapes doing the DNA analysis to be sure that were uh, differently and replanting this grape these are 50 so is a is a is a bank of biodiversity that is beautiful. Then you have all the um, French grapes that arrives uh, much uh, mm, since many times people uh, sometimes connect uh, French grapes in Sicily to, for example, to Planeta in the 80s, but it's completely not true. The oldest Bordeaux blend that is proved by uh, the story that they won uh, a medal in the expo in Berlin, uh, London, Paris, was done in the Etna by the Castello di Solicchiata, that had uh, a beautiful property that uh, we know very well because we distribute. That is one of the most unbelievable places in the wine I've seen in, in my life. Uh, and when was that? Is when, in, in Castello Solicchiata. The, no, when, when was the date? When did it win 80, the prize? 1860. 1860. Yeah. Yes. There yes. was already French grape varieties. Yes, yes, yes. How interesting. So you've got you've got. 20 grape varieties, 50, you know, ancient grape varieties. How many French grape varieties? Another 10, 15, 20? Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So you've got, you've got nearly 100 grapes, yeah? And just to finish, a few Italians means not Sicilian, not French. <laughs> <laughs> so those would be things like what? Sangiovese or something like that? Yeah, mostly, you know, uh, Sangiovese and Barbera was in the 80s because the winemakers was mostly from that part of, of Italy. Yeah. Now you had more, uh, a little bit of Pinot Grigio, uh, a little bit of, uh, of um, Fiano, for example, that mm. we use uh, with, uh, we love very much Fiano. Um, yeah, and your Fiano and, is very good. Yeah, yeah, Fiano is, yeah. Fiano is great. And yeah, yeah these are, these are some Vermentino because some producers uh, with a connection of, uh, with uh, the island, they use Vermentino. These are the most... Uh, I mean, would you say the two best grapes are Caricante and Grillo or not? White oh, grapes, I mean, we're talking white, white first of white. white, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Caricante is a great grape connected to Etna. If you move from Etna, uh, it's like, um, I don't know, like a, a rugby player in a football uh, field. It doesn't work, doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but there is beautiful. Um, yeah. Grillo is much more versatile and is a grape with a great potential, a huge potential. Because historically, you know, the white grapes were Catarato. You mentioned Trebbiano, which is grown all over Italy, Insolia. Those are quite neutral grapes, aren't they, really? Well, uh, Catarato less so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Catarato is a grape with personality. You need to grow a little bit in altitude. After 300 meters, can give you great wines. Eh? Trebbiano was not Sicilian, was from Tuscany, and Sicily produced too much. And uh, and was a little bit natural, as you said, uh, definitely uh, less interesting in our in our weather condition. But these two that you mentioned with Grecanico are are the 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 the, the guys, the the white. 
And and the reds, I mean, the most plant and the most famous is probably Nero d'Avola, but you've got Frappato, you've got Nerello Mascalese, which is, again, tends to be an Etna grape, doesn't it, uh, with, with Nero Cappuccio. Um, those are three of my favourite varieties from, from Sicily. Are they yours as well? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Nero d'Avola is, is magic. Uh, you can do... Uh, Top wine in a different style you can use for also for making one of the most interesting potential in rosé wine with the acidity flavors and whatever. And I I grew uh, some years ago I went around the world doing a, a testing called exploring Nerodavola, showing people our Nerodavola done in Memphi, Vittoria, Noto, and Capomilazzo. So four area of Sicily, completely different. Um, really uh, very adaptive and frappato is the most aromatic red grapes that i know and then Mascarese day after day is showing as a great great uh red wine for for for, for classic wine for for aging with elegance with a uh, balance uh, Interesting. And, and do we, do we think that it's that, that Nerona Mascalese is a native grape, or I mean, there was wasn't there the, the possibility of a connection with Tuscany or something like that? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's a kind of connection that is uh, more on the on the DNA, but it's yeah. definitely Sicilian and, and and from Etna. I've never seen something similar around around the wine world. Uh, when you do DNA analysis, when you do DNA analysis, they reconnect um, roots. Most of the roots are from San Giovese because San Giovese was the the origin of, uh, of some level of viticulture. It's connected to some variety from from Calabria, but then it's completely different and it's uh, very Sicilian. Uh, uh, what about the what about the French grapes? Let's talk, not talk about the other Italian grapes from the continent of Italy. <laughs> Let's talk about the French grapes. Which grapes have the most potential? Because your your Chardonnay is amazing and has always been a very successful Chardonnay. No, you know there is a, there is some part of, of Sicily. Uh, that for me are paradise for French grapes. I'm talking about some system of hills that we have here, for example, in Memphis, from the sea level until 400 meters, uh, surrounded by forest um, with some uh, decent quantity of rain. Well, these French French grapes give uh, wine with personality, uh, with potential, super interesting. Uh, and some areas, some, some terroir of Sicily are work very well with some French grapes. Uh, uh, Chardonnay for us, it, it was and still is an iconic wine from, from our side. We plant in the, our best vineyards, uh, surrounded by a lake, by a, by a forest. Um, on the French, on the red side, Franc more than, uh, for sure, than Sauvignon, uh, and Syrah more than Merlot. Uh, they 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 grow very well in some area, and I I, I say the you know the, the wine world now is if you sometimes when you plant a French grapes in Sicily they feel you guilty like if you kill someone. Uh, <laughs> this is not what I think. I think that our in Sicily I'm very interested to do the best in terroir. Or there are some place that uh, Nero Davola is the best. I don't have any. Mm reason to plant something different some other places are different and the french grapes give you great potential i mean you've got you've got six different wineries haven't you in sicily and yeah. five different sub-regions yeah. do you apply the same philosophy in the vineyard in all of them or, or do you or do you work differently no, 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 no. the only the only thing in common in all our place here is the way we manage vineyard in terms of sustainability so we are organics in, uh, everywhere we have one uh, new product in biodynamic and the rest is Always different. We have different people 
speaking different language, uh, Sicilian dialect, because the the what what we learn by our mistakes when we start we we was born in Memphis since uh, generation. First project outside of Memphis was Victoria in '97, and when we go there in '97. We only be do the same we're done in Memphis, and this we understand that every place is different. Uh, to the so Victoria, for example, is red sandy soils. Uh, Noto is white calcareous soils, and of course, Etna volcanic. So we play different music, a definitely different music, having a, a winery dedicated, people dedicated, and uh, approach dedicated. Look, 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 uh, looking much more to what uh, is going around. The place, they're not in the planeta place on the other side. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah. if you play the music of Cherasolo, you have to see what's happened there and do, and mm. do what. They and do. and how far away is the furthest winery from Memphis where you are? Uh, Memphis Victoria is uh, 160 kilometers. Okay. That with the Sicilian roads is a long drive. <laughs> That's two days. <laughs> <laughs> and not always 80. Oh, Sicily is like a triangle of. Uh, yeah. 270, 300, 240 kilometers. Yeah. And, and you also, you, you believe in biodiversity, don't you? I mean, your olive oil is amazing, obviously, yeah. but what else do you have? You have, you have almonds, don't you, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Since, uh, since many times we really work hardly to not being viticulturists. We kill the viticulturists in our inside of us, and now we are uh, uh, agriculture people. We are we are back to do different uh, plants because uh, even if we grow 400 hectares of vineyard, that is a big surface. Uh, uh, we have uh, always di- diversity in our place. That uh, uh, of course uh, olive oil in Memphis, that is a big project for us. Uh, almond in Noto. Uh, carobs in Victoria, um, chestnut in, in, in Etna, and wheat uh, and pastry in many places. So to uh, not be only vineyards is really a different uh, way yeah. of doing agriculture. And, and that's, where, that's where you started. You started as an agriculturist interested in other things, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And now we, have, we are back to the cows. We also have now seven cows that are lovely. And, and what are you using them for? For manure or? We are, we are, we are um, I said to you that we have one of the projects in New of Planeta, is a new project, is, is done in Sambuca. Uh, it's a joint venture with a French family. Uh, because after exploring all Sicily, we said, okay, what's new? Because we as Planeta like to do every time new things because we, you know, we are Sicilian curious uh, people. Uh, and so we say, we try to. Um, Find some people that want to that believe in Sicily like we do and can have the you know also the the idea of investing in Sicily that was a land where people usually escape from not invest money like uh, and, and, and we convinced this French people to do a project together and that is in biodynamic uh, is a hundred hectares of land with uh, seventeen hectares of vineyards the rest is forest wheat chickpeas fig. Mm. Uh, uh, api, uh, bees, honey, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, bees, honey. yeah. Uh, yes. and also uh, cows because you use cows for doing preparing a product mm. for the just the biodynamics. Because you every morning wake up and go to see what the cows do, and you also uh, see the vineyards, the whatever. So it's a different approach to viticulture that is 
much more interesting. Tell me a little bit about the image that Sicily has. I mean, you know, you, as you said, it was a place people used to escape from rather rather than, you know, they'd go to Rome or they'd go to Naples or whatever, um, rather than stay there. Um, you know, and obviously, historically, there's been stuff about the mafia and, you know, and not just not true stories, but fictional ones as well with The Godfather. What's the image now, do you think? Well, no, Sicily is living a um, really um, wonderful moment. Um, thanks to, um, first of all, uh, uh, first of all, of course, uh, you know, in the nineties, many judge and many people from the from the government die to to fight mafia, mm-hmm. and uh, there were special laws, and the mafia people are all in the jail. Mm. And step by step, Sicily is a normal country because it was not mm. normal before. Mm. Uh, and uh, the potential of Sicily uh, uh, now is uh, is under the radar of many people. There were, you know, something uh, that in the last in the last months you have on on, on the most important TV channel. Uh, the new uh, Leopard, uh, a beautiful TV series about the, the family Florio. About Lampedusa, and, yeah? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, the, and on, on HBO, there was the White Lotus based in Sicily. So uh, Sicily is full of tourists uh, from all over the world with a double of the flight coming. Mm-hmm. And as you know, uh, because Sicily, you can... Stay weeks in Sicily, uh, changing village every day, and be surprised by the beauty, by the history, by the whatever. And mm. and, uh, and this is the best, the most important uh, thing mm. for selling wine, mm. because people come here and drink your wine. Because of course, mm. when you go to a Sicilian restaurant, you drink Sicilian wine, mm. and then when you go back. Uh, to your country, sometimes not every day. Unfortunately, you drink Sicilian wine. So, yeah, you, you, you sell the place in a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, there was a big changing in Sicily yeah. in the last years. A lot, a lot of beautiful hotels, new hotels. Yeah. It sounds like great. Rockforte, for example. D- 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 just tell me how you're coping with, with climate change. Um, are we going to see more vineyards at altitude and more people going to go up onto Etna? Yes. Mm. Well, not, not Etna is a different story because, of course, yes, Etna. But also in Memphis, for example, in the last uh, 25 years, we moved the vineyards from close to the sea to the to the hills, uh, from uh, maybe most close to the sea level to 400 meters. Mm-hmm. So it's a big changing. You'd already uh, done that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Since uh, since many years, and then uh, vineyards are um, quite resilient. Uh, we have seen also in the last years we had a very extreme condition. That doesn't mean so definitely. I remember in the 90s, some very, very dry years. What what I see now is the weather is much more violent. You can have uh, one week uh, very hot and you can have uh, rain. Uh, and this is uh, it, it something that you, you have to, to, to consider uh, and in your own viticulture choice uh, and, and decision. And to go up, to go in this kind of soils, uh, to go near the forest, uh, is exactly what we are doing in the last years. Uh, you know, at the end, we are having more rain than in the past. Mm. That uh, is not so bad yeah. uh, for Sicily. Uh, but we are. Uh, w- what we do is the, w- w- that is very important. As the, we do our 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 our. Um, we understand that people like us have to do agriculture. Yeah. 
in a clean and real, clean and green and, and sustainable way because every of us should do something. Because, I mean, you're very involved in, in the generic side, aren't you, of, of Sicilian wine, promoting Sicily as a, as a place and its wines. I just, you know, what are your plans as a group of producers for the future? Are you going to talk about, about places, about grape varieties, about food and wine, about history or a bit of everything? What are you going to focus on? No, well, uh, I think Sicily today is, must be focused on the, um, increasing the image of Sicilian wine around the world. Because sometimes I think Veronelli, that was uh, the first uh, Italian uh, wine writer, uh, used to say that Sicily make, uh, he said, uh, silver wines with golden grapes. It was a very kind way to say that we were <laughs> not focused on quality in a beautiful place. Um the effort of Sicilian today is to, uh, first of all, say the story about the different area of Sicily, because really to talk about Sicilian wine is not so easy, because mm-hmm. what are Sicilian wine? Pantelleria or Etna? Nerodava mm-hmm. uh, or Grillo? It's the, the, and to transfer to the wine, wine world this, the, this diversity is a long-term job. It's not mm-hmm. in one day. Today, people have a very clear idea of Etna. Etna was a bump really because in 20 years from scratch and they were making wine since the uh, t- time of a polyphemo and and uh, odyssey uh, but in 20 years the perception of wine uh, from etna now is a, a new fine wine region so people talk about etna as a, as a classic they do uh, yeah. yeah as a classic and 20 years ago was a uh, i don't know Memphis, maybe were more people visiting Memphis in the wine world than Etna. And so there was a big changing that is thanks to many reasons. Uh, one of the reasons for sure is that Etna is something that remains in your memory for, for always mm. when you go there. It makes the difference. Mm. The focus for me is focus is to really transfer this, this story to the market. Yeah. There's a story of different variety, terroir, uh, and this is... This and, is it's, the, and it's beauty. I mean, do, I mean do, you li- do you like to cook? I just wonder how you get away from wine because you have a very busy life, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, of course, I like to cook very much. Uh, and uh, as many in the family, uh, especially the female part of the... Of the but also, for example, I have uh, one of my sons uh, that work with me every day is is cooked very well so many times when we have guests uh, we cook for them because it's the best way to socialize uh, uh, you know wine and and, and and especially we have a glorious uh, dinner with our we have a french winemaker uh, that is a friend also called Florent Dumont sometimes he come to visit you know five six times a day a year and one day one times he brings some food from France and we cook for him uh, and some Times we cook for him Sicilian wine pre- food, and uh, Sicily is quite interesting because you used to go for well, even a Fre- even a Frenchman thinks that, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm pleased to hear that the 18th generation is already in the business, right? Yes, yes, yes. Slowly, slowly, we 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 start, uh, and of course, this is uh, also uh, there is the beautiful word from French word about the. Durable agriculture uh, and uh, to be a family winery means also it's connect, connect yourself to do something that should be better for the next generation. I see when, when when we start when we started with my uncle, my dad, my father, my uncle, um, 
really they've done a miracle to keep uh, to keep uh, the property uh, as we as it is uh, we make it bigger but uh, you know we they have a easier life compared to what my father my grandfather had in sicily and i had for sure yeah Well, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted, you know, what a family winery you've got, um, making some amazing wines. And it's so great, as you said, that it's still in your hands, uh, the future of the winery. Thank you, Alessio, for sharing so much information about Sicily. God, I learned so much. I mean, really, really interesting stuff. Thank you very much. And keep making those amazing wines. Grazie. See you in Sicily. You bet. What a fascinating and engaging chat. Sicily really does owe the Planetas a debt of gratitude. Next week on Cork Talk, my guest is Sean Willard, who engineers wine lists and menus for a living. Join me then. Thanks for listening to Cork Talk. If you want to read more reports, articles and tasting notes by me, go to my website, timatkin.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Tim Atkin, and on Instagram, at TimAtkinMW. See you next week.